This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome, as always, to the H2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We're talking all things pit football. As you know, training camp is well underway. My latest piece on Deslin Alexander being a leader for this defensive front and the edge rushers is up on DeepKPittsburghSports.com. Check that out. A lot of great stuff there from Deslin, who seems like an impressive young man. Uh, all you know Has been all ACC academics. Uh, for the past two years, looking to make that three years in a row uh, this season as well. But, you know, you get a sense from that guy. He's humble. He's hungry. He wants to prove that he can that he can kind of pick up where Patrick Jones and Rashad Weaver left off. A lot of great stuff from him, so go read that article. But this podcast is not about that article. This podcast is going to be about the O-line, the big dogs, the guys that need to put it together for this offense to really be what Mark Whipple and Pat Narduzzi envision it to be. Now, now of course, I've talked a lot about the playmakers on this offense, right? I've talked a lot about Kenny Pickett returning and how much of a warrior he is. I've talked about how it's really looking like it's going to be Izzy who's going to see a lot of plays at running back this year, Vincent Davis and him being the top guys at that position. I've talked about how uh, the wide receiver room is packed with Jordan Addison as your top guy, Tazier Mack, Shockey Jack-Louis, Jared Wayne, Jalen Barden. I mean, there's so much to be excited about that group. Um, and what Brennan Mary and the new receivers coach have in store. But this offensive liner, Dave Borbley, they need to take a step forward this year. And I know some people might think that's crazy for them to take a step forward with they just lost Jimmy Morrissey, who was their unbridled leader. That was the guy that everyone knew. You looked in the locker room, boom, that was the guy that you had leading the offensive line and the whole team um, sometimes. But there's still a sense that this offensive line can be the real deal. Now, something that did happen, they did get an Ohio State transfer uh, a little while, little while back, you go if uh, you look at Ryan uh, Jacoby. Uh, he was uh, he was a reserve lineman for Ohio State last year. He's a redshirt sophomore, six foot four, three hundred five, out of uh, uh, Mentor, Ohio. Um, I, I don't expect this guy to start right away, but he's going to be pushing it. Um, he's going to be a guy that I think they're excited to see what he can do. Um, he also seems like a well-studied kid. He, he was like uh, Deslin was. He was a Big Ten Conference distinguished scholar. Um, he had a he had a GPA of at least a three of an average of a three point seven. Um, that's uh, that's pretty doggone good. Um, and all all academic Big Ten uh, you know nominations there. So they're excited to get him in. But again, redshirt sophomore. Let's see how he how he works his way through camp before we anoint anything. We do know that this team has a lot of returning guys that they're very confident about. For one, you got Gabe Hoy at right tackle, Jake Cradle at, at, the, at right guard, Owen Drexel, who people call Jimmy Jr., uh, for how he can, how he just seems to emulate a lot of the the things that uh, Jimmy Morrissey brought as a senior, uh, as a, as a center. 
Um, and uh, you know, all, all hype has been around Owen Drexel, and right, rightfully so. You have another transfer guy in Marcus Miner, who is a grad transfer, but you know, out of, out of Maryland. Uh, there's a lot of excitement around him too, because there's a lot been a lot of talk about how he's just fit in like a glove. And then you still got Carter Warren playing left tackle, who's a redshirt senior, and a guy who everyone you know kind of knows he has the build and the potential to be an NFL player. Uh, when you look at his production and this, and Pitt, they got I believe six guys who are on the Senior Bowl watch list. Carter Warren being one of them uh, from the Reese's Senior Bowl. But even behind these guys, there's interesting characters who I see fitting in here. Now, Ryan Jacoby could be one of them. It, you know, injuries happen all the time. Why we know about Owen Drexel and why people should be excited about him is because there were a couple couple times where different guys went down. He plugged in at guard and center, and he fit like a glove wherever he was at. He understood his responsibilities. He was physical. He was he, he showed like a young leader, you know, potential. That was the kind of things that, that, that you saw at him last year, and you and you want to see more out of that. There's also Matt Gonsalves. I will not sleep on Matt Gonsalves. He's a guy that can play tackle or guard. Um, and some people are even perplexed. Why isn't he playing more? Like, you know, like, why isn't he getting a shot? But I, I think it's a good sign when a young guy who's a redshirt sophomore like Matt Gonsalves, if he's not projecting as your starter, that means that you've got some good guys ahead of him. Because there were times Mac and Salvas looked really good last year. Um, and in practice, you know, you still got to battle it out. You still got to take on, you know, the, the the tough defensive front. And I will say this, too. This defensive front the defensive front that we keep hyping up, and rightfully so because they're a talented bunch, they're going to have uh, – they're going to be a good place for this offensive line to cut their teeth. Now, remember – one thing we heard from Carter Warren and a bunch of the guys last year about how they prepared for the season was Dave Borbley just had them on Zoom and they were like using whiteboards and uh, writing things down and doing like flashcard drills to talk about things. That's not a thing anymore. They're on camera. They're talking about you know they're not, they're not on cam- they're not on camera. Excuse me. They're in person. They're doing practices the regular way. They're having meetings. Um, you know they're 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 highly vaccinated as as Pat Narduzzi has pointed out to us. So. Um, these these meetings are a lot more natural. These practices are a lot more natural, and that's going to allow this offensive line to gel a lot sooner than it did last year. Now, again, gelling is always the key to the offensive line. Um, it's kind of one of those things where you think about like, oh yeah, gelling that's easy to do, but it I mean it took it takes time for this thing for this thing to work. You know, in the pros we saw the Steelers when they drafted Marquise Pouncey, Marcus Gilbert, and uh, David DeCastro, they didn't immediately gel. Heck, there was one year where David DeCastro accidentally took out Marquise Pouncey for the season with a cut block that went to the back of his knee. Like you know, it took time for them to come together, but when they did, they were one of the best units in football. Maybe even at one point the best unit in football. Um, now, of course, that can't happen as much in college because you know, guys are lucky if they're, you're lucky if a really good player's around for four years. But you can see groups gel as far as their personalities, gel as far as their skill sets, and I truly do think this offensive line has that potential. Um, one thing that, that Kenny Pickett talked about when I asked him about the offensive line, he said, like, you know, he thanks Jimmy Morrissey for setting the culture of the room because it seems like, you know, Jimmy was always the first guy in, last guy out. 
But when he was being the first guy and last guy out, he was bringing people with him. It wasn't like he was just showing up on his own and then, you know, saying hi to guys as they walked in. Guys wanted to be Jimmy. That's like, and especially Owen Drexel. Guys wanted to, you know, show that kind of work ethic. And that, according to Kenny Pickett, has shown true through practices, through training camp, and everything leading up to this season. And Kenny Pickett, uh, you know, talked about that during training camp, saying, you know, when uh, with Jimmy, he was the guy that played a ton of football, had a high standard for everyone, and now guys are following his lead. And he said Carter Warren's kind of taken up uh, that you know a little bit of that leadership role in setting the tone for the other guys. Like, hey, we got to be early to the meetings. Hey, we got to make sure we're doing this the right way. Hey, we got to make sure we're practicing hard, being physical, following through on what Coach Borbley is telling us to do. And he also said that Marcus Miner has quickly fit in. It's crazy because DJ Turner fit in like that. Uh, with Pitt really quickly last year from Maryland. It seems like they got another one in Marcus Minor. Um, and, you know, I, I haven't even gotten into Melky Stovall, the, the Hawaii transfer uh, that they got at wide receiver. But um, this this group, for being a group that not many people gave much of a chance of it, of it last year, they have the potential to flip things on their heads for this Pitt team. Because if Pitt can come out, and we talk, again, we talked about the playmakers, Izzy, Kenny, uh, Jordan, all those guys. If this offensive line is protecting Kenny Pickett, keeping him healthy so he doesn't have to miss two or three games like he did last year, and they're opening holes for Izzy to kind of make that first guy miss three, four, five, six yards downfield, that's going to change how this offense works. And again, it starts with the offensive line. There were good pieces on the offensive line last year. They need to gel together to make that unit whole. I'm going to get into more of that just in a little bit here on the H2P podcast. I'm Chris Carter. Don't go anywhere. We still got more to talk about on Pitts O-Line. Getting you ready for kickoff. It's just two weeks away. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Back here on the H2P Podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, continuing our show here on DKPittsburghSports.com. Remember, if you're enjoying this show, you can enjoy all of our shows at DKPittsburghSports.com by by, uh, subscribing to our podcast platform, whether that's Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere podcasts are hosted, we at there. And when you subscribe to us, you don't just get the H2P Podcast, you get my show with Dale Lolly, the Lolly Carter Steelers Podcast. You get the DK's Daily Shots, where every Monday through Friday, there's a new episode on the Steelers, the Pirates, the Penguins. Uh, You get 66 to 87, where uh, you got Taylor, Tom, and Dave breaking down all the hockey things that are going on in, in Pittsburgh. Also, you'll get the Pirates Podcast to be named later with Alex and Jared and all the things that they're doing. And we got a bunch more independent podcasts coming on with us very soon. So check us out. We're a great place for if you love podcasts and sports podcasts, talk about Pittsburgh sports, we are an awesome place to subscribe. So do check us out there. Now, getting back into some pit football during training camp here, I will say, 
there is there's a bit of a a likableness amongst this group like you one thing like i talked about was them gelling and them coming together as a unit and being together because last year you had jimmy morrissey who was really good and really the stalwart of the nf uh, of the of the offensive line got drafted by the raiders for a reason but there are you know the other guys on the on the on the unit they kind of individually had their good weeks but the best offensive lines their guys as a team have those good weeks pitt didn't have a whole lot of those moments of course they did that against austin p what they were supposed to do they finished strong against georgia tech and i'd say they did a good job against florida state as well uh, and virginia tech but it took them some time in the, in the early parts of the year to kind of be a consistent unit. And it took time for that. And I know with Jimmy gone, everyone's probably wondering, oh, oh my gosh, you know, is, is that chemistry going to be out the door? I wouldn't say that. Because one thing when you talk to these guys, it does come across like these guys really do have a, have a good connection with each other. You know, when I look at this offensive line and I see a guy like Gabe Hoy, Redshirt senior, right tackle. Not one of the stalwarts of the group, but one of the guys. One of the dudes who's, you know, is going to be in there with a war. He's he's one of those guys that, that you know, they come in the second ranks and they fill in behind the leaders. And he kind of is a leader because of that. Maybe not one of the most vocal, but definitely one of the guys that, that, a young, that young guys in the, in the room can look at and say that we got to work like that guy. Even he acknowledges like that, like, hey, this season's a little different because... You know, he talked about they didn't have a real offseason last year. And right now, he said he says going just coming from what they were able to do in the spring and the first couple weeks of training camp, they are he, he sees that Pitt's offensive line is so much further than it was last year. And he told me that during training camp when I spoke to him. And he said last year it realized that he, he said it really helped the group realize how much they took for granted in their daily meetings and going over things and preparing, how important that stuff was and how easy it was to just sit down with Coach Dave Borbley and be like, okay, this is what we got to do, blah, 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 blah. But this year, after all of that, after having to use Zoom and after having to use whiteboards and all that stuff, he said it's boosted their retention of what they're learning and how quickly they're understanding things because they're around each other, they're in the, they're in the meeting room together, they're talking more, they're interacting more, and then they're going out and practicing it right away. And he's talking about how right now they're all kind of pushing each other because they want to be a dominant, physical group. Not just coordinated, but physical. They want to be able to push people around in the ACC. And that's not going to be easy. ACC's got a bunch of top defenses. But like I said in the last segment, what better group to go up against than Pitt's defensive front that's led the the conference in sacks for the past two years and has a lot of young talent on it that I think will be flourishing this season for everyone to see. One thing I also learned, Hoy is uh, uh, roommates with uh, with Carter Warren and Jake Cradle and... Uh, <laughs> They, they told me a little bit just like funny things, just like stories about like, oh man, like this this guy does this, we love to eat in these places, um, you know, things like that, that you could tell this group likes each other a lot. And that, again, that's where coming into, when you're playing offensive line, that plays a huge role here because when, when you play offensive line, it's not just about 
making sure the hole is open. To get to that point, you got to be able to be so in sync that when you're doing an off-tackle run to the right, you got to make sure that that first step, that's a real right reach if you're if you're an offensive lineman. And all of you have to be able to make that right reach happen at the same exact time. And then it follows with a with a with a left with the left foot coming with that. And then after and after your first two or three steps that you're all kind of getting into your stride and moving to your spots so that you're setting up the position, establishing the domination of your of the of your part in the offensive line scheme and working together so that everything kind of happens like clockwork. That takes time. It takes coordination. I, I think it's one of those things that when you watch the NFL a lot, you take it for granted when you see an offensive line do that. You're like, oh, yeah, they're pros. are supposed to do that. It's not easy to get everyone on the same page like that. Even, in, you know, I know college players, they practice a ton. These guys are scholarship players most likely. But it takes time to get that down and it, it takes skill and it takes a lot of focus and that wasn't easy to get down last year when they couldn't be around each other as much and I think that that's something that people people might take for granted and even though people again people might be thinking this offensive line is limited because Jimmy's gone and you know that there's gonna be some new faces on it one thing that this, that uh, the, the Panthers are really excited about is the experience they got on this line. Spoke with Mark Whipple, offensive coordinator, about this. I'll say this also. If you're... It, it, there's, there, I, I like some of the things that Mark Whipple does. I don't, still don't understand the run to the sideline thing. He says it's just to protect the, 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 the play calls. I'll never understand that. But what I do understand is that he's excited to finally get the run game going for Pitt's offense. And he's also... They wanted to make sure that this guy was sticking around. If Kenny's sticking around, you better believe Mark Whipple's going to be his offensive coordinator because they do have chemistry. But Mark Whipple, when you ask him about the offensive line, what he's really excited about is how across the board, not at just a couple positions, but across the board, they have experienced starters at the top of this depth chart. When I asked him about the O-line, he said, well, we, he said, quote, we've got a lot of guys with the right experience. We've changed some things around, but we had guys in and out with injuries last year. But after that bye week, we got a lot more consistent. And he is right. They had that bye week. Uh, it was kind of a double bye week, too. They had a week off, and then Georgia Tech got COVID, and they had to kind of postpone that game to the end of the year. But that did allow them to get some guys back and be much healthier. He said, there were never any excuses last year, but we did find some things that we put together late in the year. He said, Vince made some big plays, and now we have more speed in the backfield while being stronger up front looking forward to seeing that of course that more speed in the backfield is Izzy Abani Conda being the guy with Vincent Davis so I think it's going to be really interesting to see these guys run behind run behind this offensive line but if they're if they are stronger up front if Marcus Miner can, can make a quick impact to this group Owen Drexel can be the guy at center and Carter Warren Jake Cradle Gabe Hoy and these backups can can fill in where necessary this offensive line could be a huge part of plowing the road for this offense to take flight in the ACC and remember, I mean, the ACC, this could be a very interesting year. Clemson's still Clemson, but they don't got Trevor Lawrence anymore. There's still a question. It's like, hey, maybe they can take it. When I talked to Desmond Alexander, and I've talked to a few guys, I think it's Desmond Alexander, Wendell Davis, a few guys. They're like, listen, we're not trying to sound cocky, but we were gunning for those playoffs. We really think we got a shot to show people this year. And that's why, again, I've been hyping up for a while. The idea that the Pitt Panthers may finally get that elusive nine-win, maybe even double-digit win season. Hasn't happened yet, 
in the Narduzzi tenure. He's gotten to eight a few times, went six and five last year in 11 games. But this year, he's got Kenny Pickett back. He's got a, an explosive running back duo. He's got a deep wide receiver room. He's got an experienced offensive line. He's got a, a young defensive uh, defensive front with a, with a stalwart leader like Delson Alexander leading the way. A full linebacker room. And a secondary, who I think they have some swagger and some playmakers, as I just, as I just uh, discussed in my last H2P podcast that aired Thursday. But with less than two weeks until they open the season at home against Massachusetts, we will be there at Heinz Field covering that for you. This offensive line is a huge part of getting ready for that big day. I think they will be ready. Let me know if you disagree, if you're more anxious about the offensive line, or if you're just as excited as well. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram, at Carter Critiques. Always down to talk with fans and listeners of the show. We all appreciate you all because you guys are a huge part of making what's DKPittsburghSports.com so special in the community that we have of all our listeners, readers, subscribers, commenters, everybody. So thanks so much for listening to the H2P Podcast. I will keep be keeping you up to date on what's going on at Pitt Training Camp. Stay tuned on the website and to this podcast for more updates on your Pitt Panthers. I'm Chris Carter. Again, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Subscribe to this show anywhere podcasts are hosted on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts especially. And rate us five stars with a positive comment. Just, just how about this show helps out all the shows on our network. Again, from Chris Carter, thanks for listening. Be back in your ears very soon with more on your Pit Panthers. <laughs>